This podcast is a Kitty Wing production. Rockus Marcus. Rockus Marcus. My high school, I cry. 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 Starts now. Oh, there. Oh, yeah. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of My High School iPod, the show where each week, We invite a guest on to share the music they loved in high school. We listen to it. We talk about it. We dissect it. We're like... Scientist. By the way, Jay, I decided I'm not going to interrupt you during your intros anymore. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I hate when you do that, so I'm glad. I know. I do it all the time, but I'm never going to do it ever again. Okay, cool. What's problematic is when you do it, I forget what I was saying. Where you were going with yeah, it. Yeah. But it's cool that since you're not doing that now. It won't be a problem yeah, anymore. Yeah, and I'll just <laughs> be able to. And I'm already like very good at this. So it's really easy for me to like pick up. Yeah, I just, you know? I'm going to let you go. Okay, cool. I'm going to throw you in the deep end. All right. Without your floaties. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of my, my high school. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. I got excited. Uh. Yeah, are we qualified to do what we're doing? Absolutely not. Uh, are hey, we... twenty-one episodes tell <laughs> says something different, baby. Our podcast can maybe. legally drink now. Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> um, I am your. Oh fuck! What? I, for, I was. Oh, you got to do the I thing. Got to do my yeah. thing. Yeah, man. It's a good thing you didn't interrupt me. Yeah, I know. No, I'm, thank I'm not God. All frazzled and out of sorts. Um, uh, Coolio, more like high schoolio. <laughs> Come along and ride on a fantastic podcast. <laughs> I got excited for a second thinking that it wasn't going to be a, a song parody. I was nope. like, it's just Coolio. <laughs> More like high school. Yeah. Why did you end it with a question? Yeah. <laughs> well, because I was thinking this is not a fantastic podcast. <laughs> so if I say this, someone might go, I do want to ride on a fantastic podcast. And then they'll just stop and listen to another podcast. Do you think there's any listeners out of the hundreds, <laughs> about 200 <laughs> listeners that we have? Do you do you think that any of them ever see what you're going to like pick up on it off like the first word and like no if they do like, finish your sentence if they do they they're like yelling at their uh, radios like don't do it no <laughs> stop you're going to regret it and they're right <laughs> uh, I am your host Jay Howell uh, still figuring out how to start episodes of this podcast. Uh, I am joined, as always, by my friend, my co-host, my producer, the Technicolor Dreamcoat to my Joseph, Mahama Joma. Hey, buddy. Have you ever seen that musical? Never. Mm. You should watch it. Do you, you like musicals. We saw uh, Book of Mormon together. I've, I've seen two musicals in my life, uh, Book of Mormon at the Fox, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I thought yeah. it was so, so good. Uh, I saw The Lion King on Broadway. Really? Yeah. That must have been fun. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, and then 
You I, listen to I well, listen to the Hamilton listen to soundtrack Hamilton, like everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> Do uh, you listen to any other musical soundtracks? I, I've listened to a bunch. I haven't seen a bunch of musicals. Um, I've also uh, Doctor Horrible Sing Along blog. Oh Does yeah, I mean I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I have that on Blu-ray. So. Dude, that 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 rocked. That was so weird. It came really out. Good. Remember, it came out during like the writer strike. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 really great. It I, is great. I like it a lot. They do a, um, I guess this is music related because it's a musical, yeah. so we can't. It's okay if we get off on a tangent. They do the commentary for that as a different musical, like they're singing a musical what? about doing the. I've commentary. got to borrow this Blu-ray from you. I'd love to watch that. It's pretty entertaining. That is entertaining. Um, yeah, I'll let you borrow it. Um, I wonder if our guest has ever listen to musicals uh, um this is really weird actually <laughs> um, because i was this gonna like experience. spring this on you and be like you guys first on my high school ipod guess what in my list oh my god is a song from a musical i'm very excited that's a little and, and i feel like you read my mind or snoop my list or something <laughs> neither of those happened no. I don't think I listened to musicals in high school. Did you? Even though I was oh. like big on theater, I was in like the theater you program. Were, yeah, you but were a theater guy. I never did any musicals. Like, did, this is going to be a fun journey. Guys. Yeah, oh, that's I'm cool. So I'm really excited. Let's. I mean, I guess I liked like. Uh, <laughs> did uh, you reach to hold our hands? <laughs> 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 uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's oh, a musical, yeah. and that's definitely. Yeah, I that's saw that in like college. That in school. Oh yeah. Um, at when I was going to school in Tennessee, and. Uh, I wasn't. Nobody told me what was going to happen. Oh, you went to like the theater and saw. I showed it like at my school. Oh, and that's people cool. Did all the shit. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Dressing up and everything, and uh, you know it was college, so I was very, Me- very, very high. Very high. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I was gonna say messed up. Well, that's the PG way to say very high. And I guess I, I, yeah. Messed up. Man. I guess I could have. I could have either been like very receptive to it and been like, "This is amazing," or which is the one that I did. I my anxiety went through the roof, <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, "I'm messing." This well, there's up. all this interaction, yeah. and like people will like talk to you like directly, yeah. very directly. And it's yeah. like sitting up front at a magic show mm-hmm. or something, just like, "Don't look at me, don't talk to me." You know, for Halloween a few years ago, uh, I dressed up as Rocky and Sam dressed up as my wife Sam dressed up as Doctor Frankfurter. Oh yeah, yeah. it was a fun costume. Um. We should introduce him. Yeah, let's, inter- <laughs> let's introduce him by name so he can contribute more to this conversation. Um, our, our, our guest is a uh, musical uh, enthusiast. Uh, he's, a, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, I'm interested to talk to him because we don't, haven't really talked about like our past or anything. Whenever we hang out, we just talk about baseball, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yep. uh, he plays cello in one of my all-time favorite Atlanta bands, Book Aww. Club. Uh, welcome to the show, Matt Gerard. Hey, Thanks, Matt. guys. Thanks, guys. Happy to be here. Yeah, dude. I've seen Book Club yeah. before. Oh, yeah. nice. You guys were cool. great. Thanks. Um, I played the National because you, we mentioned that we both went to that National We show were at that day. same show, and I remember getting... I didn't weep during Blood Buzz, Ohio, <laughs> like some people did, but it I definitely... It, oh, man. That was... Uh, and you're right. Like When they hit that point in the set, it was like energy at a different place like the new shit was great but man that kicked it up to another level it was so good yeah dude i i was thinking about this um and maybe you can speak to it maybe we're we're different like i don't really go to like big shows like that right right like usually it's either a show that a band i'm playing in is playing or it's like a friend of mine's band is playing at like 
you know, the Earl or something. Like it's yep. never, I don't go to like big, huge yeah. spectacle kind of shows like totally. that. And you forget like, oh yeah, there's a reason these guys are like professional. Like they play all over the world to like sold out arenas. I went to run the jewels oh, yeah. like two years ago. And I was just like, this is, that was two years ago. And I was like, I am not used to this anymore. Yep. <laughs> it's like, there's a time where I would go to shows. It was at the tabernacle. So I was like, there's times where I was here like twice a month <laughs> for like years, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, at some level you're going to get like that production value. Like mm-hmm. at the yeah. national show, there were like three walls of screens behind. Them. Right. It just, I mean, that adds to what you're experiencing. So. Right. For sure. It was, yeah, it was some next level shit. Yep. Cool. I talked to a woman who worked the lights at. I was like shooting a show there, and uh, she told me that she would microdose mushrooms and then just feel it. <laughs> I was like, "That's insane!" And I was like, "All I was, right." I was wondering why you were hesitant to name the name of the venue, and now I know why. Um, me and Matt are. <laughs> I don't, this is like the worst way to do that. <laughs> like I had the dongle. And, well, I had the the aux cord, and he had the dongle, but we didn't hand them to each other. We just tried to stick them together. You saw. I we did it in the most romantic way possible. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. It was like uh, an unnecessary. <laughs> way. It reminds me of once I was like sixteen, and a girl asked if uh, I had a lighter. I was like smoking a cigarette. I was so young. It was like <laughs> you can light it off my cigarette, and she goes okay. But instead of like handing her my cigarette. I don't know if I like thought it'd be cool or romantic or something, but I like lit it. Like I kept mine in my mouth and she like, like leaned into it. And like, as I was doing it and it like, wasn't working, it was like the clumsiest thing ever. I was like, this was a huge mistake. <laughs> like, Just hand her your cigarette. You fucking idiot. <laughs> it's exactly what happened. Plugging yeah. in my iPhone. So, uh, anyway, so Matt, <laughs> yes, uh, I, I'm like I said. I'm glad you're doing the show. Um, you you've listened to the show before. Yes, I'm a big uh, fan. Oh, weird. <laughs> Definitely strange. I, Thank you. I think you I've now. listened uh, to at least a portion of every episode. That's, That's nice. All so. we ask. Yeah. Any favorites? Um, I, we were just talking about Jeremy Ray, man. Yeah, like, um, he and I are exactly the same age, I think, mm. and we're in that club of we're too old to have had iPods in high school. Totally. Um, so that it struck me right away. And then a lot of the same music we were into. And I, I probably won't select the same bands that he did just cause it's, I feel like it's, it's okay been covered. We won't, we won't judge it. But, yeah. but anyway, Jerry and I had an awesome discussion about, um, the music he talked about on here. Did um, you, uh, similarly like, uh, go to Christian punk clubs and stuff? Um, maybe not that specific, but was definitely involved in like, um, the, the church scene as, yeah. as it were. And we get a lot uh, of people. I think music, a lot, I mean, it's just such an early experience for musicians to be, you know. And, you know, bands like MXPX, you guys talked a lot about. Yeah. Pedro the Lion, uh, K-Bump and Kyle's episode a lot, too. Those yeah. bands that were kind of on the periphery of, uh, you know, you would see them in, like, the Christian bookstore, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, like, it wasn't proselytizing in any right. way. Um, that was always really attractive to me and interesting to me. And that's music that I still... You know, like both those bands to me hold up today. I mean, I've probably been to a dozen Dave Bazan house shows. Really, I'm like, that's cool. I'm all in on Pedro and he's, he's Dave. Constantly, just 
it's you, uh, playing like, in people's living rooms. Playing yeah. in people's living room, <laughs> which like I feel like I don't. I mean, I don't know if he was the first guy to decide. I'm gonna start doing. But that. he definitely like it was a big deal. Yeah. It was a big story, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yep. it was, and like I, you know, I, I've heard. I've never actually gone to one of those, but people who do yep. usually have. Tig Nataro did it, right? No, was it Tig? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Marie Bram- Bamford. One of those two did a did a tour of like homes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just went to an Eric Bachman house show um, from Crooked Fingers, Archers of Loaf. Mm. Oh, yeah. um, I was oh my thinking gosh. Eric Bachman. Oh, oh, Silicon Valley <laughs> oh. fictional <No>. character. <laughs> uh, anyway, another fantastic house show. So it's always worth the twenty five dollars or whatever yeah, it is to do crazy. those. Um, they're and you usually, get to usually sit in a nice chair. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. Or the floor, which or is the, the case. Floor, yes. is okay. Um, those like so far sound thing. Book club mm-hmm. does a, l- a lot. We do, of things, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, that's a little more shrouded in mystery. You know, you show up with the idea of not knowing who you're going to see, mm-hmm. and just open to the idea of I'm going to hear like three bands play. And what is this now? It it's called be... So Far. It's short for Sounds from a Room. And uh, I think it started over in England. Mm-hmm. And um, people sign up on a website and then they're given an address and they show up and there's usually 30 or 40 people there. It's great for bands like uh, the bands Jay and I are in yeah. um, because you end up with a captive audience of people that are just there to hear new music. Oh, and that's so cool. They don't want to just like stand in the back of the bar and right. talk uh, right. when it's not a band they want to hear because they're there to hear bands they've never heard right that's very cool we did one the last one we did was like a couple years ago and it was like one of those uh apartments that's right there on the belt line and they had like this big patio that was like up on the belt line and we played out there and so people that's awesome people were like stopped on the belt line and like watching us and which was cool but then i was like you got to keep moving you guys didn't pay (laughs) (laughs) I i didn't do that um but yeah, it was. It's it's always very neat, and yeah, people yeah. are very much into and like listening and paying attention. And yeah. going back a little bit to the the Christian, those types of sort of on the periphery yeah, Christian yeah. bands. Uh, it's so weird because not being of that world, uh, I did not know. I think I found out that MXPX was a Christian punk band on this program. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. two different episodes. Yeah, I know. I, I I was shocked by that news twice when I listened back to those episodes. But uh, yeah, like like those they were. I listened to MXPX and it just never. I didn't really listen to Pedro the Line in high school, but it just never dawned on me anything except for like oh yeah this like punk band you know did you know P.O.D. was a Christian band <laughs> no oh, God. I knew you know what's <laughs> funny is like, not be on my list I, thank I, you I knew a couple people who would be like oh this is a Christian rock band and it was always very much yeah. a Christian you know what I mean like yeah. like oh no but these guys are good but then you listen to it and you're like oh this sucks you know it's just some garbage you know it's a power smart, pop or whatever yeah, yeah it's a smart business move financially yeah oh yeah like, it makes sense I somebody mean. like uh like switchfoot yeah can have a song that's like ambiguous enough that you're like i guess that can be about a lover or god yeah it's like, i wonder <laughs> if you were to interview any of these people if they would say like how much of it was like well, we knew we could sell more records, <laughs> or how much of it was like, oh, you That's know. That's a great question. I, yeah, I, I mean, on the Bazan thing and Pedro the Lion, I mean, a part of the compelling thing about him as an artist and uh, it was. I think the authenticity because he went through this transition, yeah. right? He went from, right. you know, being 
the guy with the album in the Christian bookstore to like writing the divorce with God record to, um, and going to his shows regularly, you saw a different crowd go away. And then surprisingly, when he came back with the Pedro name, I noticed a lot of those people come back. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of the great things about those house shows is that he is always open to dialogue and he does this in a regular club show. He'll say that. Yeah. Are there any questions at this point in the show? He does that at the Earl, but um, he really gets into it. And the very first house show I went to, um, (laughs) they announced, they sent an email to everybody going to that Bazan house show. And this is probably like six or seven years ago. And they announced that Andy Hall from Manchester Orchestra was like the surprise opener, cool, which was amazing. (laughs) And they, you know, I mean, Andy would have admired Bazan a great deal. And they had this huge dialogue just on stage about, you know, I think Andy Hall's father was uh, somehow involved in the church or a pastor of some sort. And um, it was just, it was a pretty special experience um, seeing both those guys and hearing them talk about their experiences and where they were in their, their lives. Um, So let's, uh, let's, so you were, you kind of gave us an age and of of when you were, kind of in your high school uh, time. What, uh, where did you like go to high school and what, what kind of kid were you? What, were you, what kind of stuff were you into? Yeah, so I grew up in uh, a town in southern Indiana called Bedford, Indiana. Um, mm. So it's uh, near... I've bl- never had anyone Indi- from Indiana. Indiana. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, uh, How I, exotic. The, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like uh, there's like when I find out somebody's from Indiana, like I latch onto them. Yeah. Like yeah. I, it's like that shared experience. Like, uh, and I still, I still love the state of Indiana. I still follow bands from Indiana. Um, and I was, you know, I grew up in Indiana, you know, went to college there, lived there for a couple of years, um, after college. So I still love the state and, um, a lot of my family and friends are there. My, my frame of reference on Southern Indiana specifically, like if you go North of Indianapolis, it's like plains it's like flatness different world and the big windmills southern indiana um so the town i grew up specifically in um was known for limestone uh quarries so they used a lot of uh limestone from um this town i grew up in in the vicinity to build like the national monuments out in washington dc and those sorts of things oh that's cool i don't know if you ever seen the movie uh, breaking away are you familiar with that movie no um it's about uh bike racing and uh uh the little 500, which is a bike race that happens at uh, Indiana University. It, it's a movie from the 70s. It's really great if you like sports movies. I've seen Quicksilver. Mm, is that an Kevin, Indiana? Kevin Bacon, oh. a bike racing movie. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, you should go watch. Like, run out right now and go to Netflix or wherever and rent Breaking Away. Because it okay. is a great film. You must see it. I love sports um, movies. It's a great sports I really movie. Do. It's a classic. And it is shot. I mean, it's huge nostalgia for most people who grew up in that area. Because it was all shot around there. Shots of downtown Bloomington in the 70s. It's just really, really cool. That's awesome. Um, anyway, so um, I was a little bit about me, I guess. Um, I'm an only child, so um, only children have a little bit of something in common, I guess. We're, like, baked in with a little bit of uh, maybe um, unnecessary confidence. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So, I, I, you know, I don't know if you have any only children in your lives, but that's one thing My brother's an only child. Oh. (laughs) 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 Uh, The other thing a little weird about me, I was homeschooled. Um, I think you've had some other homeschooled kids on the podcast before. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, So... 
I, I, those kind of two things I think played a lot into like who I ended up being by the time I got to high school. So I was homeschooled from first grade through seventh grade, okay. went back to public school in eighth grade. Um, and so making friends was a big deal, obviously, you know, I mean, that's a big transitional yeah. time of your life. And music was a big part of the way I connected with, with people at that time. Gotcha. And, uh, friend, dear friends to this day, um, shared that music with me and I'll talk about a lot of that. Um, cool. but I think, uh, <laughs> so, the 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 confidence thing uh as an only child i wanted to do everything and i was involved in a little bit of everything right so i was in sports i was in church i was in scouts i was playing cello i was playing trumpet in the jazz band um i did like all these things and uh so i guess that's how i would describe who i was i was like a jack of all trades master of none um that was a little bit of what i was about so I knew none of this about you. Okay, yeah. Do you play baseball, I'm guessing? Played baseball, four years of baseball on the high school team. Uh, Played tennis. Tennis was what I excelled in more. I went on to play tennis in college um, after that. And that's where I met my wife, was on the tennis team at the small college we went to. In Um, Indiana? In Indiana. Franklin, Indiana, yeah. Um, Can we get started with the jams? Because it ties in with Indiana. So, okay, question. When you think about Indiana, great... Exports from the state of Indiana. What do you think of Larry Bird? Uh, I think um, Don't Stop or We'll Die. Very good. Those two guys from Indiana. (laughs) Were they? I think so. I think one's from Iowa. Oh, maybe Iowa. It's an I Midwest state. All right. So here it goes. Guest is from Indiana. Oh, uh, (laughs) the pace. We're rolling, by the way. Okay. All right. Does this this give any clues? Nothing yet. All right. The Coog, baby. John Cougar Mellencamp. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Michael Jackson, but... <laughs> I didn't I did know. Uh, uh, th- th- that export held up not quite as well. Right. Um, but, so... There was a joke about John Cougar Mellencamp that was like, where did the, where did the cantaloupe send his kid for the summer to John Cougar Mellencamp? <laughs> <laughs> something, something like that. I guess that's it. <laughs> so, I like, here's what I want to say about Mellencamp. I yeah. feel like... I, uh, when I talk with people about him, and like I'm like, oh man, they're like I was, I would listen to every Mellencamp album there is. You'd grow up with it in Indiana because that's where he's from and still lives. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think they understand him. Like he's politically very radical. I mean, he, he was outspoken against Reagan and Bush. Um, he founded Farm Aid. Um, he did some really amazing things, and I think musically, he always kind of got the rap as. You know, a knockoff of uh, yeah. You know, a, 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 a dime store Bruce Spink, Springsteen, kind of like or, a cheesier version of that. A yep, lot of those dudes yep. who um, maybe take it a little bit more seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is his middle name really Cougar? So funny story. Um, we can go deep into he, the Mellencamp. He, he, he dropped the Cougar for a while. Yeah, it was just John Mellencamp. But you probably know more than this. I so the know. story. Yes, you were right. The yeah. story I was always brought up to believe as a young youth. <laughs> In Indiana, a young youth in Indiana, was that uh, he was given that by his first record label because they thought Mellencamp was like German and hard to pronounce, and nobody's gonna buy a Mellencamp album. So what? Like apparently Johnny Indiana was one theory they threw around the Amazing. record label. What's it in Johnny? Where are you from? Indiana. Right. Johnny Indiana Done. it is. Um, so I I that was. It, what I was told was he had no input on 
having Cougar as how he was portrayed. Because the first record was just John Cougar, I think. And then it was John Cougar Mellencamp. And then eventually, yeah, I think he divorced from the Cougar gotcha. completely. He's good. I mean, I don't, he did, did he have a lot of success later on in life? Maybe that's like the kind of the difference between him and his Springsteen, too. Yeah. He so, didn't really have a legacy as much. You're right. So um, he didn't have the rising. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he never wrote that record. Yeah. And uh, he continued to put out music. And, you know, I mean. It's usually in like truck commercials and uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, Bob Seger kind of like that, too. Is that the, who I'm thinking of? Bob Seger, the like yeah. a rock dude. Yeah. yeah like he didn't, a, he had like a while where he was like a big name and then it's just. Bob Panther Seger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's still a muckety muck around Bloomington, which is like 30 minutes from where I grew up. I mean, he's like front and center for every Indiana basketball game. Really? He has a beautiful home behind a walled compound on Lake Monroe, which is the big reservoir near where I grew up. And um, he has, I don't know, I don't think I'll get in trouble for, this has been in the news. So he has two sons. (laughs) Their names are HUD and Speck. I'm not kidding. Oh my God. HUD and Speck. And And they got in this, this was all in the papers in Bloomington in the last like 10 years or so. Um, Like they got in fights, they got sent to prison. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) So HUD and Speck, Melon Camp. Uh, <laughs> trouble. <laughs> trouble. If you go to Bloomington, watch out for Hudden Speck. <laughs> so did you listen? <laughs> I'm just, it's I'm, hard to move on from Hudden I'm Speck. Picturing, for whatever reason, I'm picturing, remember in A Bug's Life, those two like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they were going, up, 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 and they just like climb on top of each other and do like flips. <laughs> Hudden Speck. <laughs> Uh, so did you listen to like a lot of older music or no, like kind of just the, this was like an Indiana thing? Yeah, I yeah. feel like that was I, I feel like I I mean, just because that's like it's always in the background. Yeah, I feel like it's like that music is just always a part of you if you're, if you're from Indiana. Were your parents from Indiana? Indiana? Were they? Uh, yeah, they, like a, my dad. Um, I mean, he moved to Bedford when he was like fifth grade. Yeah. Um, there's a General Motors part plant there. That's why my grandfather moved there. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom grew up in Terre Haute, which is where Larry Legend is from. So, ah. um, so yep. All right. Uh, you want to move Finger on? Do you, and you still, like, I've never, I've heard some, like, I've heard, what is that, Jack and Diane? Like, I've yeah, heard, like, yeah. So, so what I played was Rain on the Scarecrow. Okay, um, I've never heard that. And that, it's on that same record that has, like, Jack and Diane. Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't know, there are a dozen other hits on that record. But that was his big kind of breakthrough album. I think it came out, like, 87, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was, you would always hear him play that at Farm Aid. Because um, it's kind of, like, about this, you know, shutting down the 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 small farmer and uh you know these big corporate farms coming in and you know how can you make a living doing this is there a way to do it um gotcha anyway um all right so we already alluded to the musicals thing yes but uh my next jam is uh from my favorite musical of all time jesus christ superstar I love this soundtrack. Oh, yes. I love this soundtrack. We could spend the next hour talking yeah. about Jesus Christ Superstar to me. <laughs> Jay, you would love this soundtrack, yeah. yeah. Did you do musicals? Like were you uh, in- Oh not really. I'm not a good singer. Like I don't sing well. Um, I acted a little bit in like junior high and maybe first couple of year of high school just because I tried to do everything <laughs> to little success. But that's a great. I, I guess maybe I wish I was an only child because I have no confidence in doing anything. Like, I can't imagine being like, I'm gonna play tennis. I'm gonna be in theater. <laughs> You're gonna be my friend. Just, yeah. This is uh, 
Dude, this Judas singing, yep, right? Yep. Yeah. Who's so kind of the star I made the play. So interesting, kind of we were talking about Hamilton too. So all these cool similarities between and Lin Manuel Miranda talked about using Jesus Christ Superstar as yeah. inspiration for Hamilton, right? So um, you know Burr as the the main, you know, right. probably the most compelling character, in the, in the, and yeah. he's the villain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same way in Jesus Christ Superstar. First song that comes out in Jesus Christ Superstar is this you know, awesome <laughs> track with Judas, and and it's all about that you know dynamic between. No, uh, another you know. So if Hamilton was about using hip hop music to tell this story, then this was about using the music from the '60s and the '70s right. yeah. to tell this story. And uh, you know, it's Andrew Lloyd Webber, it's Tim Rice. I mean, they're. At their peak, I mean, it's amazing. Have you ever seen it live? Or no, I've seen the movie version. That oh, was like which is so good. Something. Yeah. Oh my, it's, it is really oh, good. It's, it's, it's really a fun. total trip. Yeah. It's, it's way out there. Yeah. Um, and the actor who plays Judas in that is oh, fucking so good. So, good. Uh, so I love this musical. Um, I have great. Me- my mom took me to see this as a kid, but it is just stuck with me. And I think I've only seen it one time. I it's bought- one of those ones that, like, I've never, like yeah. I said, I've never seen it live. But I'm just always like, is, should, is it coming by? Like, I'm sure it's always, you know, people put this play on all the time. Like, you just find a showing and check it out. It happens less than you would think. So they did the musical TV version recently that was oh, yeah, John, John Legend, Legend. Yeah. Uh, Johnny. Uh, no, no. Um, it was a. Uh, What's his face? Um, John Cougar Mason. No. <laughs> anyway, but, okay, so what I was going to say was, I bought tickets to go see a stadium version of this that was going to tour. That's cool. Uh, it got canceled. Really? <laughs> they didn't sell enough tickets or whatever. The guy from Incubus was going to be in it. What? Uh, what? <laughs> Brandon Boyd? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, um, uh, Johnny Rotten was going to play. Oh, my God. Uh, was going to play Herod. That's insane. Oh, it's uh, go down that rabbit hole on <laughs> on on Google and you'll you'll have a heyday. It's amazing. Um, I like the uh, reprise. The everything's all right. Everything's yeah, yeah, yeah. fine on this album. It's one of my like go to like getting up in the morning songs. That whole fucking album though, so Jay, good. you should check it out. It's Are really all good. musicals long? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that one is Jesus Christ Superstar. Jay has a tiny bladder. <laughs> yeah, they have admiss- intermissions. This is a thing they do, and you can go. Yeah, yeah. it'll be all right. I did a pre when uh, when I went saw The Lion King because that was my first musical. Uh, I did appreciate the intermission because I did have to pee. So. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I like um, I like a handful of musicals. I would say, but that's that one's probably my favorite. That and Hamilton. I love Hamilton, too. I, that was the only other. I think when I, by the way, didn't listen to Jesus Christ Superstar until uh, Transparent Season 3, I think, features the music oh, of yeah, it yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I heard a song, and I was like, this song rules. Yep. Who is this? Yep. And like Shazammed it. And it was like, oh, original oh, cast recording of Jesus Christ Superstar. I was like, fuck, I need to so listen the, to that. The guy from Deep Purple is Jesus. And I mean... That was what was really lost in that TV version. I mean, John Legend was nowhere near hitting the notes that yeah. that guy hits. And it was, I mean, if you're like ingrained in every note of that musical, like some people don't know, then, <laughs> yeah. uh, then it's painful to see John Legend like half-ass it, right. which is kind of what happened. The guy that played Judas, though had been doing it on Broadway and just yeah. slayed. I That's mean, the way they should be doing all these like yes, live. Yes, like yes. I get the want to like get like celebrities because yeah, it some... probably 
boost ratings by a lot. Yep. But if you wanted to make it good, just get like the best people who have performed it on Broadway. I'm sure they'd be happy to do it on TV. Exactly. You, know? um, you guys usually, I, I've noticed people like lead with their coolest music from high <laughs> school. I yeah. definitely did the opposite no, 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 with no, no. a freaking Melon Camp and a musical. <laughs> this, so is, this is It's going to get cooler. It's going to get cooler. I don't know I promise. how it's going to get cooler than this. All right. Are you ready for the next? Right, yes. All right. Um, so this, I like. I distinctly remember in high school. This is a very 2001 thing to have happen. I won a contest from a radio station, and they sent me like four CDs. Uh, that doesn't happen today, does it? <laughs> I, anyway. I don't know if radios have any contests. You don't even have to win a contest. They're just call sending it. you CDs. Yeah. You send them back. <laughs> So, uh, one of the CDs they sent me was uh, David Gray. Um, I don't know, um, crap, what was the name of that album? I don't album? think I've ever, is this um, him? Oh, White Ladder was the this. David Gray album. It had the big Babylon? hit on it, which was Babylon, right? Oh, yeah, I remember that song. And that was a great record, and I love. I fell in love with it, but then I like realized he had like 10 years of releasing music that was mostly just popular in the UK before that, and I just, I went hard into it, and... This is one like of this. his early records, and I mean, you can hear he's like, he's got that English accent. Yeah. You don't hear that at all on that uh, um, the, the record with yeah. Babylon, and um, he was more of a folk artist, right? So he yeah. reminded me more of Van Morrison and that sort of thing yeah. at the time. And um, God, just a Even great like, folk uh, singer, yeah. A little bit like um, uh, the Proclaimers or something, yeah. right? Definitely, uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like if I had an accent. I, would, I wouldn't embrace it so much if I, like, while he's singing. Like, I wouldn't try to hide or, like, try to, I don't know. I think I would, like, over Right, it. right. So many people don't have an accent until they sing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think David Gray is still releasing music. Uh, it's one of those things, like, I probably hung with him for, like, two records after White Ladder. Mm-hmm. I have then, so much stuff like that from yeah. high school, too, where it's just like, I love this album, but didn't listen to most of the stuff that came out he of didn't, He didn't try to, like, do new stuff or anything. Like, he just kind of stayed in that pocket. He's uh, good at it. But. Yeah. Well, it didn't sound like the earlier stuff, right? right? It sounded like, like White Ladder was excellent, I felt like, but then it just got poppier after White Ladder, and yeah. um, it kind of lost me. Um, but I love David Gray. I bet I spun David Gray more than anybody in like 2000, <laughs> right. 2001. Um, okay. Now we'll kind of go to the Christian punk thing. Yes. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> um, I think, has this, has Five Iron Frenzy been brought up? No. Me Ooh. and Kyle talked about the Super Tones. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I was, and that was the thing we talked about was like, you kind of picked one or the other yep. and I went with the Super Tones and I feel like my cooler friends went with Five Iron Frenzy. Frenzy. Yeah. Wait, so, why, why do you pick one or the other? They're, I don't know they're much kind about of the same. They just sound you very you similar. Don't two ska bands in your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I saw these guys at some like church retreat thing and I didn't know anything about them and just, I mean, I was probably, you know, 15 and it just blew my mind out of my head. It was insane. You and said you, I, you said you played trumpet. Were you playing trumpet at this point? Uh, yeah, I would have. Yeah, I definitely would have. Yeah, first couple years of high school I played, I, but I wasn't good. It was like one of those things, like I was good at playing cello. Like I was I was playing trumpet in the jazz band to make friends. So. Did you have aspirations to be in a ska band? I, I did not. <laughs> I, I had a band in high school with a buddy of mine. Um, 
it's easier to sell your friends on letting you play cello with them uh, <laughs> than it is, hey, let me add trumpet to all right. your songs. So uh, we had a nice little uh, acoustic duo, and uh, that continued on and through to this day and continue to play cello with bands. So. Uh, is, this, uh, is this band, are they more Christian than like a... Than like a so I would say let me well maybe less so than uh, OC I, Supertones. I definitely but know more their so name, than MXPX. Yeah, so I, they didn't the seem spectrum. like they were quite yeah. on that level. Like these guys didn't play like the Warp Tour or anything. No, I don't. I think that. MXPX did. Yeah, I know MXPX. Did. I don't think they had like crossover. Yeah, crossover success that I know of. They're also very politically um, out front with a lot of stuff, which yeah. probably isolated them from a lot of opportunities. Would be my guess. I yeah. mean, they were um, like uh, like religious, political, uh, like in that way. Or no, was it? more like they did. I think they played on the Sky Against Racism tour. Um, okay, that was a thing. Yeah, and but a lot so, of pe- uh, there was like that was a there whole were mainstream acts on and, that too. Yeah. Um, well, so I can remember specifically one of their songs was just like, I think maybe just in terms of their lyrics were so like this one song I'm remembering the, the chorus was like, praise God from who it was a song. I actually, I think I saved that as one of mine. They they very much weren't trying to like how we were saying that some of the kind of crossovers were a little more ambiguous with it. They were just like, and I guess that's admirable if like, that's what you're, you're about it, you know, but like, they weren't trying to like kind of sugarcoat it. They were just like, no, this is right. this is what we think about. So I, I feel like that probably lost them some of what could have been like a commercial, a bigger yeah. commercial audience. So here's like, oh man, <laughs> they they toured recently. They came oh, really? through Atlanta. Yep, and they played at the Loft in Midtown. Wow. And I went. <laughs> yeah, you did. I saw Jeremy Ray there. <laughs> By himself, I drug my wife, who was not happy to be there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And it was so sad. I mean, it was like, it was dudes in their 40s, and it was like... It was like former youth pastors night out. <laughs> it was, but I mean, why would I expect anything else? Yeah. It was, it, it, I mean. Well, that's what we said when yeah. we went and saw the Get Up Kids. It was yep. like, yeah, it's yep. it's just a room full of, of me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> of course, that, why, why yep. wouldn't it be? Yeah. Um, but I loved that band. Uh, the CD I have of that record, which is Upbeats and Beatdowns, um, from that, like, Christian conference or whatever where I saw them, I, in true 14 or 15 year old fashion, had them all sign it. Yes. Yeah. And so I still have that, which is a treasured possession of mine. And there's a ska band, so there's 45 Oh, exactly, on yes. I feel like owning yeah. uh, autograph shit is cool, but asking for an autograph never cool. <laughs> never cool. Never cool. Nope, nope, nope. Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> there's no way to be cool about like, can you sign my hat, Bobby Cox? I, like, I almost yep. did that once yep. in, yep. like, I was like 25. <laughs> but I was just like, I can't. I cannot bring myself to do it. But Dude. I was like, but having a Bobby Cox signed Braves hat would be awesome. Yeah. Buy it on eBay and make up a story. Right. That's the right. That's the answer. Uh, okay, I'm in Jay's wheelhouse here. He's going to know this one. It's from a li- it's a live recording, yeah. so that you that might be a little harder to tap into. It's a uh, it's a whole study, right? Nope. <laughs> County Crows. County Crows. So, 
I I I, pick, I picked the live version because my entrance or my entrance into Counting Crows was to that double live album. So there was one disc that was all acoustic, uh-huh. and then there was one disc that was basically mostly the same songs. Um, this was right after Recovering the Satellites came out, and this is a murder of one, and uh, it's on the the I think it was like live from the Five Spot or something, which was a show they had on MTV. So it was a live recording from that broadcast. And uh, I just remember, I mean, I, I had that record before I had August and Everything After. Uh-huh. And so I heard those songs live first. And I just, I always thought this band had an amazing energy live. Seen them live numerous times. And uh, especially Adam, like his presence, his creativity is like, he emoted more than anybody, right? He's, he's I mean, the least cool looking person. Totally. Yeah. But yep. He sings like this, and it's so good. My, These the guys first, hold up, for yeah, sure. They sound fantastic. great, like today. Yeah. yeah. My, uh, and I've never felt bad that I like them. Like, even yeah. when I should have, like, there's a, because there was a, a phase where I was I like, made fun of you for him oh, I know. and not like, <laughs> like recently not, yeah but not even in the way of like that band is sucks or, or is lame or like is mainstream or anything like that it's just more in the sense of like oh the Counting Crows have like super fans <laughs> I thought they were just a band that was on the radio put it here brother but yes. no everybody who I meet to, who likes them I have no argument I'm like yeah they're yeah. they're great They like I was just saying they sound great right now listening yeah. to them it's just they had their big commercial radio songs, and I just thought that was the band, you know? It's like... I have... Uh, my first concert I ever went to was in fifth grade, and I saw the Wallflowers open for the Counting Crows. Dude, I listened to the Wallflowers album recently. And it's I fucking great. Holds up. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it does, yeah. The yeah. One headlight at record is really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Bring down the horse. Yeah, yes, that's yes, so yes. good. So. Yeah. Um, Three Marlenas is on that. Yeah. And the hero, the, the cover is the heroes. Difference. Yeah, yeah. Sixth Avenue Harding. Sixth Avenue That's a great song. But I have, at times, I've gone down like a YouTube wormhole of watching live uh, Counting Crows videos <laughs> and performances, and there's uh, obviously so many of them because they've just been doing. They, they're still doing it, and uh, to some capacity. Um, but there's a few of them where, like, halfway in the middle of like uh, round here, he just like extends into this like yeah. eight minute long yep, thing yep. where it's just kind of he's doing this sort of like spoken word kind of thing, and I'm like, man, the last verse of round here is like heartbreaking yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. get to that but it's just like and I call you <laughs> I get a phone and I call you and I'm just like hey dude this is cool but just get to uh, that last verse please. oh man that that though like 16 year old Matt was all <laughs> yes. in 16 year old Matt was like all in Chew when Adam right. would Take like do the 8 minute version of round here yeah. and he talked about some bullshit of being naked on a balcony <laughs> Okay, tell me, am I remembering correctly that he had fake dreads? Oh, were they fake? He definitely had I dreads. I think that, like, we need to Google that because okay, I'm, I'm, on I'm, it. I'm almost sure that we happened. We never look anything up. This is the first so, thing we've ever looked up on the show, <laughs> but we need to do it. As a, uh, as a bald guy, <laughs> I have had this weird obsession, and it's like after the fact I've realized I admire these, like, bald guys who <laughs> don't own up to being bald. Andre Agassi? favorite athlete all time had hair extensions while playing at Wimbledon. And if this holds up about Adam from Counting Crows, then truly he says they're extensions. There we go. So yep. right. he'll call, he says, 
Maybe he's not a bald guy then, but I, I had that feeling, like he, that, you know that feeling funny? in my gut, like it's another Andre Agassi, <laughs> dang it! Yeah, he's just like a fucking white, I mean, look at him though. <laughs> Like, oh, like, he, he killed the 90s man he's got 90s written all over him i don't mind a white dude with dreads though to be honest uh i know there's some issues about maybe appropriation and stuff like that but i'm like you know it's a hairstyle choice and it's not the i don't think it looks that bad it's just you have to deal with the fact that you it's such a statement you know what i mean more it's more of a statement than a look mm-hmm. like a mohawk like mohawks can look good but you can't just rock it and be like, I'm a regular guy. You are now a dude. Did you have a mohawk at any point? Yeah, I had a mohawk and I had um, basically the thing where I like left the top of my hair. That was what I did longer and then shaved the sides in the back okay. and then would like comb it over kind of or spike it up depending on where I was going. Your mood. Yeah. I only had a mohawk in high school and it was only for maybe like a month. Okay. Yeah, so during like, the summer, not during the school I year, too. I feel like I saw you at one point with a mohawk. I, I had, did the faux hawk, for sure, in I high had school. I had three hairstyles in my life. One, <laughs> hairstyle one, Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> I, was it with the gel where you, like, gel down the bangs? Oh, like, no. I did there was no gel. No, it just, it was just like it the just line. It just did that. It was okay. very thin hair, so it just went shoop, 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 shoop. And then I grew said hair out. Boom. <laughs> Like straight down. And then what you're looking at right now. Yeah. <laughs> when do you, when do you hair. start being, um, probably embracing the bald? I bet about 25, maybe really? a couple years out of college, something okay. like that. Yeah. I started just like two years ago, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I, I went it's like, I, oh yeah. And I'm, I like the way I look bald uh, and it's easy, which is nice. Uh, but I do miss do. I loved doing my hair. Oh, I did like not. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I like my hair a lot. You but, could get yeah. Adam Duritz dread extensions. That's true. I could. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did the like thin hair for like uh, a solid yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, I probably did that six, six, longer years. than I'm willing to recall. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My wife will remember <laughs> better than I will how long no, I went with the thin hair. But yeah. you do like you make a choice and what's funny is it, unless you just really let it like really start to disappear, you'll always look there will always be like a line in the sand in like <laughs> photos of the past where you're like before oh, yeah, I looked completely different in this photo because I still had hair and then like oh yeah, 4 months later here's another picture of me and i look like my dad <laughs> the other thing is like I, I i work in fundraising so i have these opportunities where i meet people that i'm seeing for the first time usually yeah. for like coffee or lunch often like the way you describe yourself once you're a bald guy right. instantly becomes <laughs> like i used to be oh i'm like brown hair right. I'm, uh, like five eight yeah. uh, kind of tall youngish. i might be wearing this yeah. thing <laughs> then yeah. then it's like Bald guy. White bald guy. Yeah. Goatee. Yeah. Like Bang, for the bald dude with glasses. But like Stone Cold Steve uh, Austin is also in the coffee shop. How, how long? <laughs> they look at you and then they look at Stone Cold Steve Austin and then they go talk to Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> hey, I'm here for the fundraising thing. <laughs> well, he gets them to sign off. <laughs> he gets those donations. All right. Are we ready for more jams? Let's do it, baby. Uh, All right. That was a thrilling conversation about All hair. Right. So I too had the I think a lot of people experienced the unfortunate Dave Matthews phase. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, Thanks for owning up to yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I just didn't want to play Dave Matthews. I, I went back and listened to a lot of it and I just 
Uh, it pained me. Yeah. But this was a band I feel like I loved as much as Dave Matthews. But this, I, uh, I enjoyed listening. It's Guster. Yeah. Um, and I... Uh, distinctive things about Guster. Hand drums. Every song. Really? Yep. Why? I <laughs> yeah, don't why? know. They <laughs> had a, a guy question. that played bongos on like every song. He was on the stage. He like taped up his fingers. It was a yeah. big thing. That it is such a, a like thing, right? thing of that scene. Yep. <laughs> that, that would be like in every song. I mean, this record, Lost and Gone Forever, yeah, yeah. It is it's not bad. Yeah, I think it came out like 98, 99. Yeah. I, man, it just slayed me it was I mean every song on this album is really strong and yeah. going back and listening to it I bet I hadn't listened to it in 10 years like in the last week I listened to it and just I still really enjoyed the songs I think they're really well written and the production's interesting and uh, they're they're great yeah. I think if you want to go back and revisit Dave Matthews band and not be too ashamed go for like some of the live live at Red Rocks and stuff like that so that's what I tried really? I tried live at Red Rocks and I listened to um uh, all along the watchtower, he literally Ooh. sings two notes yeah. the whole time. It's like well, falsetto. Here's, regular voice. Here's the falsetto, other thing. Maybe, maybe find a song like, in which Dave Matthews isn't super featured because <laughs> right, then they're really good. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, as a cellist, like that was part of the appeal of yeah. Dave to me at the time. Was, yeah, there's so oh, much instrumentation. Yeah, and there's great strings yeah. and like that stuff. I was into, um, but. I mean, now going back and listening, I've enjoyed Guster a lot more. Yeah. Um, there also, like, there was a thing about Guster that I felt was, so this was a 90s thing again, like this fan club sense. Like, oh, they, yeah. they had a message board. There were street thing. Team? What? Street, street team. team. Hell yeah. And that, like, that is gone. And I yeah. think it's probably never coming back. And it's but, something we will only be able to explain to our kids, like, what that was. And they probably won't even get why it was cool uh, or important. Jam bands still have that going strong. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm divorced from that world. From that world. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, then again, I don't know if there's, like, new jam bands emerging all the time or anything. So... But, like, not. the old ones okay. still are, like... I mean, you know how it is. Like, fish and stuff. There's a community. So the tape oh, yeah. trading was a big thing for yeah. Guster, too. Uh-huh. They, they were always allowing people to record yeah, lives. Cool. And then people would trade them. And yeah. that, that same thing happening in that um, that community as well. So yeah. The fish and yeah. whoever else. That, some of that song that you just played uh, reminded me of some of the, like... When, like, Jimmy World would play acoustic guitar. Oh, yeah. Like, they usually have, like, yep. one or two songs on each album that was acoustic. And yeah, I might, I might listen to Guster tonight. That was we good. We almost got to play with them at really? the Georgia Theater. Oh, shut yeah. up. Yeah. That's like, cool. I'd have recently. been so jealous. I know. <laughs> All right. Like, Are we yeah. ready for another one? Yeah, baby. Right. You guys know Vigilantes of Love? No, baby. No. <laughs> All right, so they're from Athens, Georgia. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. I, I had a buddy, Brandon Pfeiffer. He was the guy I played music with in high school. Still a dear friend. Uh, super talented guy. He does comedy. He plays music still. And he got me into this band. Okay. And I, I dove hard. So, And they were, I mean, my first... I mean, I, I wasn't into REM. I wasn't into B-52s. I, I mean, I later found, like, Neutral Milk Hotel. But at that time, none of that was in my radar of, like, the Athens scene. But, like, this, like... Vigilantes of Love, Bill Maloney, that was my sense of Athens, Georgia. Um, which is funny because he was older and he was like a, he would have been considered a townie at the time. Because this is like a an alt country band, right? Yeah. Um, this record. Um, Were they operating like the 80s, during the 80s, like the B 52s and REM days, or was it like. It was more 90s. The, 
uh, so they would have come like truckers. the second wave, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, their first record probably came out 90, 91. Uh, this one, uh, Audible Sigh, which was the first one I really got into, was 99, 2000. I love that little like plucking or whatever. That so mandolin. mandolin. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. Mandolin. Is that on every song? Yeah, uh, no, mandolin. not every song, but... So the female. Oh, I love the, that. So that's uh, Julie Miller. Um, uh, Buddy and Julie Miller are two great, like, folk alt country singers. And um, Buddy produced this record, and uh, Julie sang backup. Um, uh, Emmy Lou Harris also sings uh, harmonies on uh, oh, one cool. song on this record that's fantastic. Cool. They did. Uh, this is my favorite thing you've played so far. Awesome. I love yes. this. I'm going to out. You should go down the Bill Maloney Vigilantes of Love uh, wormhole because it's fantastic. Sure. Um, Audible Sigh is great. Uh, the album after this is called Summershine, and it was like Britpop infused a little bit. Um, and it was the last album they released as a band, and then Bill went on to do a whole kind of solo career. Um, but it's a great record. First time I saw him live, it was on that Summershine tour in Muncie, Indiana with Brandon, and uh, they just again blew my mind it was i mean so much energy uh bill is like he's just one of these kind of like adam like i'm drawn to that emotional kind of mm-hmm. like he does the, he plays guitar unlike adam who's kind of like just out there with his mic but bill is like like every like certain lines he like points at with his finger and it just cool. that draws me in and i was and they're they're just I mean, are they still playing today do you know are they uh, making no. new music or so bill um bill continues to re- release records um and i i feel like he's still doing that uh he's relocated i think he's in like the santa fe area um he's a very accessible guy i think mm. we're like facebook friends really? yeah. um, he's that kind of uh, artist and yeah. I, I think their level of popularity grew to this the scope that um they certainly could make a living for a while but never got beyond and i, I think they like opened for rem for a tour or so um uh, but i don't think ever got beyond like you couldn't write bill an email and he would write you back mm-hmm. um that's cool though. yeah i mean that's always Great. I should probably talk into the microphone. Yeah, I, would, I I remember assuming that bands that I liked would respond because there were a few times. I remember Further Seems Forever, which was a band that I loved in high school. I wanted to know what kind of drum kit their drummer used, so I sent an email to like the email that was on their website, and uh, and like addressed it just to him. Yeah, and then like got a response that was like. Hey Jay, this is so and so from the Furthest Things Forever website, <laughs> and then I forget the drummer's name, and he was like, you know, blank plays uh, this kit. And I was just like, why couldn't he tell me that? Like, <laughs> you want to take a break? Real yeah, quick? let's do it. We'll be right back with more my high school iPod with Matt Gerard. <clears throat> Rolling. Keep that throat clear in. Uh, and keep and keep me saying saying keep that throat clear in. Okay. Keep all of this in. I will. And we're back. It's my high school iPod. Jay Howell Muhammad Jomer. Our guest this week is Matt Gerard. He's in the hot seat. We're gonna ask him a series of trivia questions. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> About Indiana history. <laughs> and I will ace them all. Uh, where are the guys from Don't Stop or We'll Die from? I don't think it's Indiana. Not Indiana. Iowa, Indiana. Um, all right, Matt. Yep. Let's get to another band. All right. Here we go. This has already been talked about, uh, I think, but pumpkins were a big deal oh, for me. Oh, yeah. 
And I think it was said uh, in a prior episode that it surprised you that they were like pumpkin super fans. It's very much the same thing as I was saying with the Counting Crows just now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was in. I really liked the Smashing Pumpkins, but yeah. uh, there was like the Pumpkins fan that I was, and then there was like the person that would like dye their hair black <laughs> and wear the pumpkin shirt everywhere. Like that was not me. Was that was that goths or goths like Smashing Pumpkins fans, or was that a different? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question you know actually, because I don't know if there was it like. The goth scene was it like we love Smashing Pumpkins, but, but they definitely have like a goth aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, I think Billy always kind of portrayed himself as like the anti-hero. That's what he was yeah. going for, and maybe yeah. it kind of spun off of that. But um, you know, obviously he's a kind of a weirdo and uh, egomaniac, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's no surprise. I think we could have seen that coming years ago. <laughs> Um, and it's unfortunate that I think he continues to kind of be <laughs> trying. <laughs> I wish he didn't. Well, because uh, they, they, like, toured recently, right? Uh, there is, really? I, they're actually um, going to be in Alpharetta at that big amphitheater here uh, oh, yeah, yeah. next month, I think. Um, but, I That's mean. That's crazy. I never. Original lineup, do we know? Uh, I mean. Minus Darcy. Oh. Is my understanding. There was a falling out with her. He got James yeah, to come back, that. and Jimmy Chamberlain is a part of it. Which, this song, Muzzle, like, we missed the big drum fill, but man, yeah. this has the... Do you know this song, Muzzle? I I know probably, like, oh, seven Smashing Pumpkins. This probably isn't one of them. Yeah. It's on Melancholy, but, like, it has these amazing drum fills. And it's, it's actually one of the songs that's, like, not like the... Despite all my rage, I'm a rat in a cage. Yeah. Like dark lyrics. It's actually pretty bright and optimistic, yeah. and uh, uh, it's kind of not in a minor key. If you hear, like, um, that's why I picked it. I think I, it was kind I of. I like a, this. Yeah, this is cool. I like. I always like this band. They're another one that like I, I never got into really, and I don't listen to them now or anything. But what I do hear them, I'm always like, yeah, these guys are great. And this this was a band like for me like. Like I talked about, you know, coming from being homeschooled for seven years and going to public school for the first time. My closest friends uh, and a lot of those guys I'm still very, very close with were way into pumpkins. Yeah. And uh, this, this, I dove pretty heavy into them. You can uh, tell you're a Smashing Pumpkins fan because you keep calling them pumpkins. Pumpkins. pumpkins that's it. Yeah. That's the telltale. I yeah. Think okay. so because I've, I've never. I don't know if I've encountered another Smashing Pumpkins fan, so I've never heard them just referred to as the pumpkins. That song. Uh, Strikes me in the same way that uh, today, yeah. which is another Smashing Pumpkins song that I that I really like. It They're very that. cinematic, very yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah, and also we're in a lot of movie soundtracks. I feel like every movie soundtrack in the nineties had a yeah. Smashing Pumpkins song on it. I I really loved. Um, all those videos too oh, and yeah. that was yeah, they, a thing yeah. of the 90s too in early 2000s right yeah. is the music video mm-hmm. and um hey, it's tonight, been a big t- comeback by the way music really? videos yeah because okay. of youtube and stuff yeah, yeah yeah that's true i mean that's where they all live but yeah but they, like people are i've noticed recently people putting big production value and money back into music videos especially the pop stars and hip-hop anyway moving right, on moving on um i think this one has also come up before um but at that same time, that same group of friends uh, really pulled me into Cake. Yeah. And, uh, again, they another... come up a lot, actually. Another band that, like, deep grooves, I always felt like. It was like... I mean, maybe not music you would dance to, but it felt very funky all the yeah. time. Especially... This is the Fashion Nugget record. Yeah. Um, 
well, they it, have horns and, and, the, and the, again yeah the instrumentation is always yeah. very interesting something about that guy's voice i just yeah always all right too. yep you, I, I mean this in the nicest way. You look like somebody that listens to cake. Cake, yeah, I got that. I got well, the, what we're finding out from this podcast very dad is rock. as much as it seems like a dad rock band, everybody I know <laughs> listens to yeah. cake. Like, Oh, uh, it's me. Got to play it. <laughs> this is Italian leather, so uh, uh, it's on Fashion Nugget, which I love. They have a great uh, cover on this record, too, of uh, I Will Survive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, I always thought that was I fun. thought you were talking about the actual cover art, which they, oh. had, they, they oh. there was a uh, running cover art thing, yeah. like, in all, all their records. It's like uh old, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. stock it has a print look. or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like, I feel like now people have an awareness of cake. Um, back then, I did not feel like there was any. Um, well, they were on the radio maybe after this album. Maybe. Like early 2000s. Uh, not in Bedford, Indiana. Really? I, unless somebody handed you a CD they in were Bedford, on 99X Indiana. X a lot. I was not getting this. This felt pretty underground to me at the time. Yeah. Really? It does, like, in hindsight, like listening to it now, it's kind of weird that it was played on the radio because, yeah. you know, it would be like. A, an incubus song and then cake yeah it's just like huh okay yeah they've got a very unique st- sound and I'm, I'm remembering i think this is the album before the album that broke i think Pro- prolonging the magic yep is the next one and yeah, i think that's the one that had a couple hits on yeah, on yeah. the radio down here for us yep so um this song yeah, is striking me too yeah. listening to it in headphones like they were one of these bands i felt like there was very clean production right Everything's panned really heavy right, panned yeah, really yeah. heavy left. Like, it reminds me of some of those, like, 70s, like, Neil Young records where it's like, I'm going to hear this entire guitar solo in the yeah. left speaker. <laughs> and that's exactly what's happening here. I mean, the horns are overhead, but, like, this guitar's over here, this guitar's over here. It's just, uh, yeah. I, I respond to that. I, like, that That pushes a button in my brain. Well, and as as someone who makes music and has recorded albums, like you're aware of like the thought, like putting thought into that is like something that you know. Again, like maybe somebody else that we played on 99x. I I can't fade it out on this. (laughs) The horn solo is so good. Oh man! (laughs) But it, it just yeah, you appreciate. Like the thought and effort that went in, because that's a conscious thing. Somebody made a decision to yeah. do that. Yeah, it wasn't an accident. It's sure. uh, never there was the single off "Prolonging the Magic," which yeah. came out in uh, 1998, yeah, yeah. which was a big, yep. big hit at least down here. Cool. All right. Sorry, horn solo. Next jam goes I, on for fourteen th- minutes. <laughs> I think these last three have all been already on the podcast. That's good. But yeah, let's again, hear like let's hear these were interest. these were in my wheelhouse. Um, this guy, I, I just I, eels were always yeah. like he is, is such a, a Ashley Hardage's oh, like favorite band right, of all right. time. I, I mean, Electroshock Blues. I mean, it's a classic here, album. But he comes from making this huge hit record, Beautiful Freak, that everybody had, and then I did not know. What? <laughs> this is the only album of theirs I ever. I had mean, Nova came for the soul was like the hit, right? That was. Oh the, yeah. Before us, but yeah, 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 right. So that was the hit, and then he came out with an album about his sister killing herself. Right. And I mean, at the time, that was like career suicide, um, and I just love that. I mean, I, when I heard that story, it was compelling to me as a 16-year-old or whatever. Yeah. And I, you know, I've seen him live a couple times, and it's always different. It's always interesting. Um, one time I saw him 
acoustic and weird and then one time I saw him as just like this grungy rocky blues band like you never know what you're gonna get you're always gonna get something different there's so. there's like a a DJ in this song yeah it kind of I don't know like so here's it, I I just remembered this I was brought it up the last time we talked about remember this band you said you weren't gonna interrupt me anymore. <laughs> oh god I'm sorry Jay I'm sorry I got very excited no my point was not gonna be that important well mine's not either <laughs> I talked about how I thought they were like maybe on the something. There's None of somebody the points that either of us make ever make are ever important. important. I talked about how I think <laughs> I discovered the eels from um, like there's something about Mary or some weird soundtrack like that. It's fucking Road Trip. I just remember because oh, it, it's yeah. that song. No, no, no. The one on Road Trip was goddamn right. It's a beautiful. Day. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. That's I don't know why that song yeah. triggered it, but like I just looked it up because I was like, it was on Road Trip, wasn't it? I looked up the Road Trip. That song's like, called Mr. E's Beautiful Blues. Yeah. Um, it's a good song. I was gonna say he he strikes the same the the part of my brain that likes that is the same part of my brain that likes Beck. Yeah. Like mm, like oh yeah, for sure. Of, in Beck, we've talked about also has gone through a lot of different yep. phases and de- and it's and it's for the most part it's it's good. Do you know if the heels are they making music right now? Are they? Uh, um, so he? his. He did a book a little while ago. He did a documentary. And you know his dad was a nuclear physicist or something. And um, they made a whole documentary about his his dad who had like, I mean, he was like with Einstein in terms really? of like uh, theories of relativity and other weird stuff I don't understand. But um, he did a, they did a whole documentary about his father that he produced. Um, he wrote a book. And then most recently he was on, uh, speaking of Don't Stop It Will Die, he was on Love. Was um, he really? Yeah, so he was, you know, the, the one episode where they're at the party where the main character is jamming. At yeah. The, uh-huh. They're, they're playing the... Yeah. Jet! Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's E. That's, that's really him. the guy he he's playing, playing with. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And he's in a lot of episodes Yeah, he of plays show. like yeah. Mickey's friend's yep. husband. That's... Uh, that's funny. Yeah. I totally like now That's even him. looking at his face. I'm like, oh yeah, that was yeah. that guy from from yeah. <laughs> Heels. I just never awesome. realized that. That is awesome. Good anyway, for him. and that's a great freaking song too. That's like one of my favorite uh, Paul songs <laughs> <laughs> uh, or Wings, I guess. It's technically, a great, there's yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a couple Wings songs that I've I've listened to in the last year or so, and I'm just like, why haven't I heard this song yeah. until? Or I heard it and like didn't take note of it and now i'm just like holy shit man on the road band on the Mm -hmm, road so mm -hmm. good so good all right i'm good let's uh let's do the now segment thanks thanks for hosting the show (laughs) man going out on that i'm out of songs that's why it's perfect no that was fucking amazing that was great yeah now it's time for uh so now we're gonna do uh our new segment that's everyone's favorite new segment of ours my Uh, only news (laughs) yeah uh, it's, it's a little segment that we call Now! That's what I call music. Uh, it's, we're going we're gonna to play something that uh, you know, we, we've been listening to recently. Uh, we're going to get out of the time machine that we were just in, and uh, we're going to play something current or you know, something that you've been listening to in the last month or so uh, that you've been really enjoying. Um, Muhammad, you want to go first? Uh, sure. Uh, if you hand me that uh, cord, Matt. Um, I don't know. Should I? Uh, I was worried because I don't want to step on your toes, but I think we're probably going to play the same 
album. I no, I don't think so. Really? Well, because I thought you might play something from I it. I thought we just both would. So, also, <laughs> And I wanted to make also, sure I wasn't going to play the I same a, song as you. But uh, I've been compiling a list. Like, if I listen to something recently that I get really into, I'm like, oh, I can play that on now. Honestly. That's what I call music. I'm, I'm going to play. So this is from the new Chance the Rapper album, The Big Day, um, which I don't like. And we've talked about that. Why are you playing a song? It's not the song, I, because first of all, I think this song is good. It's one of my, there's a few that I really enjoy off this album. Um, I just think it's a bad album. I think it's put together poorly. It's way too long. They, there's a lot of songs that don't need to be on this album. There's a few bad songs, and there's definitely, it's all over the place. It's not very cohesive at all. It's just, a, it was a bit of a disappointment. That being said, the moments that he... <laughs> Like there are a few moments, including this song that I'm about to play as soon as I can pull up this album, that I think uh, are so crazy and so like insane for a, a hip hop song, like a hip hop beat. Like I don't even know if it's hip hop anymore. It's like so bizarre. So this is actually the title track. It's track nine. Oh, it's yeah. the big day. Um, starts off with this guy Francis the Lights. Francis yeah. the Lights. Um, this song sounds like a Genesis song. <laughs> this guy from something? The, who uh, uh, Francis the Lights. Francis the Lights. Uh, a band or is it? Uh, the only Francis the Lights. Kind of like a Bonnevere ripoff band. <laughs> the only Francis the Lights song I've heard. Chance the Rapper is on. Oh yeah, that's right. He had that. Yeah, I guess that's really the only way I know him too. But I'm a little bit of a novice in terms of hip hop. Sure. Who is he reference? Like, who would you? compare Chance Rapper to in terms of like delivery and style. And I think a lot of people compare him to like old Kanye. Yeah. Um, he's from Chicago. Chicago. And, right, right. But here, this drum beat. I mean, it's, it sounds like Peter Gabriel, right? Oh, yeah. It sounds like a Genesis song. Deep reverb. like Yeah. yeah and then we're going to play it not until he has that moment where he starts screaming, which is insane, but at least until like there's like some crazy sounds that happen. It, it's the weirdest fucking song. There's no people don't people hate even this song, and I I really do like this song, but I like it because it's a big swing. There's moments in this song with that acoustic guitar that remind me of uh, Do You Realize by the Flaming Lips. It's right. Like, can you even call this hip hop at this point? I I, I mean I Here, I love this yeah. fucking insane shit that's happening. It's it's very different from like, everything else on the album. Yeah, it's kind well, of the, the whole album. Yeah. I mean, that's like, very Kanye too, right? To come in with this sound that's just like in your face production yeah. that's like right out there. Yeah, and that, I, but so like mixed with like this pretty again, I, just because it was the first thing I thought of. But it sounds like it would be like a Peter Gabriel song at the end of like a Disney m- movie, huh. like those drums and even the singing. Like, oh my god, I really like this new album. And, uh, if you so were here in this room. 10 minutes before we started recording this episode, you could have heard the Hobbit and I debating uh, the pros and cons of this album. Uh, but yeah, this song makes me like, very happy. I, it's not even the best. It's not... Here's, yeah, him going crazy. It's definitely not the best song on the album, and it's not even the most creative song on the album, but it is, to me, like the most shocking song on the album where I was just like... And not just for this part where he's cursing and screaming, but just like, it's so... 
crazy sounding. Again, it it just doesn't seem like a hip hop song. It sounds like something new. It's it's really cool. We'll keep it because when he sings that, what he's yeah. doing there, he he sings with the chorus as in that high voice. Yeah, it's good. But it sounds like I Tarzan. It sounds like the credits of Tarzan or Wally <laughs> or something. Like I I I don't know. I'm still like. There's so much of this album. Like I said, I just had a full listen to it again today for mm-hmm. like my fourth or fifth time. And there's still so much of it that I'm just like, I don't understand what I'm listening but to. But you keep, you keep listening to it. Is I that to do. Well, because I find it fascinating. And, and why I keep saying it's a bad album is because I, I think he could have. Well, we know what he does. I, I, I've said this to you off air moments before we started recording, but 65th and Ingleside is one of the, like to me, one of the greatest songs just ever, maybe. It was my favorite song last year. It's a great song. It, I love it so much. And it was like a throwaway single that he put out. And so much of, like, even, like, I would, I, I've got to say, Coloring Book is a better album than this album. I, it's, it's just Not so. Album. It's a mixtape. Yeah, it's technically a mixtape, but whatever. But, you know, like, this, it, this album just. Like, as a person who likes to listen to full albums, I'm guessing you guys probably to do too, right? Like, you might want to hear it as an album. Matt this and I both nodded. Yeah, said silently yes, nodded. We both nodded. But this is a, this is a difficult album to get through. There are bad songs. There's skits, which is something that I feel like everybody in the hip hop community was like, "Yeah, we're done doing that. Yeah. Nobody likes it." Very ninety. There's fucking skits all over this album. Yeah. Nobody wants that shit. Skip, there's skip bad the songs uh, again. There's bad songs, and then there's just songs that you're like, "What are you doing on this album? You don't mix well in." Like, there's a few songs that are very sweet and sincere that he has on here. Matter of fact. I think the Ben Gibbard song has no business being on this album. I love that song. It's yeah. it's just not right for this album. It's so traditional. It sounds like it could have came out in 2006. You know, his voice it, it doesn't sample well either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it felt weird to me in that. That's actually know. a Death Cab for Cutie, by the way. I saw that in the liner notes. It's, it's I guess the band. I don't I know. It's credited it's, to Death Cab for Cutie. I know, not. I think I'm sure he owns. That's probably a good point. <laughs> the, the right to call himself Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, um, anyway. That's my pick. Yeah, we, we are talking about maybe doing a full Let's Make a Podcast episode about that album because mm. I, I want to talk about it so much. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a future date. Uh, who's up next? Matt? Jay? You want me to go? Matty? All right. Well, this, this is a little bit of a departure from, I think, what my uh, other choices were. <laughs> but a good indication as to how chase, tastes change mm-hmm. over time. But man, I have, I feel like I'm a little bit late to the game um, on this, but man, I've been obsessing oh, over hell this album. yeah. Lizzo has Lizzo. just like rocked my world the last couple weeks. I mean, this has been the, oh, by the way, uh, Tempo has a video. Did you watch that? With Missy Elliott, it's great. But this album is so fucking good. This is the album of the year to me. I, I mean, so I, I don't need to tell you, but like, <laughs> flute virtuoso. It's amazing. Yeah. It's insane. Like, and just for meme worthiness, like she's on Instagram playing a flute and twerking. It's amazing. <laughs> I I feel empowered as a middle-aged white guy. <laughs> I, I don't understand it, but like, I like pump my fists for whatever reason it's awesome uh, <laughs> this record is just so good it's soul it's hip-hop it's yeah. everything you want instrumentation she plays the fucking yeah. flute and she crushes it i mean she yeah. just like her she's, she's got the amazing chops, voice too. Yeah. yeah 
Like, listen to those horns. Yeah. Really good. She is so good. I, like, I mean, I know she's gotten a lot of commercial success, and I'm still like, not enough. She right. should be everywhere. Like, she should be a common name, and she should be selling out arenas. She, she's made me consider going to Music Midtown. That's how uh, serious it is. She is going to be Music Midtown. I, she played Tabernacle, and uh, I missed that. I was not clued in at that point, but um, we. Um, I don't know if I can sweat with the 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 millennials enough yeah. to uh, want to go to Music Midtown. Yeah, the idea of a music festival in my 30s sounds yeah. terrifying. I would go for her, though. That, I mean, that whatever te- day she plays, I might do it. The video for Tempo came out uh, this week, I yep. think. And yep. it's, it's, I've seen have it. you seen it? It's yep. very good. Yep. Yep. Missy Elliott looks great in it. Uh, She's great. Yeah. Person no. um, yeah. Been gone for a long time. I, somebody was telling me she's been... My wife was saying she's been sick. Jay, it's not plugged in. <laughs> I was just trying to cue it up. Give him that aux cord. <laughs> we didn't do it as awkwardly as we should. Mm. <laughs> you should have last time. Yeah. Here, should I hold that for you? Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, all right, mine. Mine is another one. Uh, we we've discussed just like when you're when you're younger in like high school age, you're constantly looking for new new music. And like you want to be the guy that finds the music, but now uh, in in my thirties, I'm kind of set in my ways. I kind of listen to the same bands, so it's rare that I like find or hear about a band and I listen to them and they like blow my mind. Uh, but this is a band I've been listening to for about a year, and I still just like go back to them and I I enjoy them so much. Uh, they're called Hop Along. Oh yeah, they're great. And, uh, they are great, man. So good. They're from like Philadelphia, I think. Um, her voice is kind of. Hold on, we're gonna listen to this part. So I think it. Right. And, and again, yeah. it's the part of my brain that is loves Riley Kiley. Yeah. You know, yeah, you get that sort of four-piece band with the female vocals, but she. There's something like there's there's a, like a rasp in her voice that she can like utilize so well and I really really like it um, this was uh, this album is called uh, Painted Shut uh, they had a new album that came out like a year or so ago called uh, Bark Your Head Off Dog yeah I don't, I don't think I've listened to this album at all this actually. one I keep going back to because I think I like it more but so, this is the first song off of it is um, it a little bit quieter for like a, a little bit more really. Rilo Kylie-ish it's a little I'd say it's less polished yeah but a thing about them is her voice is like the first thing that really jumps oh, yeah. out at you. But if you hear like the what the guitars are doing are yeah, really yeah. interesting. There's drum fills that come out of nowhere. Yeah. Like this 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 band is fantastic. Yeah. And I don't know if the I would go see them in concert and that it takes a lot for me to go to concerts yeah. these days. But man, I, I love them. Uh, the song is called The Knock. That's the first track off of yeah, this rule. This is also Bryce Harper's walk-up music. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> he's, a, he's a he's a big fan uh, since coming to Philly. Uh, he's really got, got, got locked in uh, to hop along. And uh, this is new new walk-up music. Yeah. I would love if like anybody <laughs> in Major League Baseball had like anything even close to this as a walk-up you know what's music. Weird? <laughs> At this point, like I think half of the people walk up to Old Town Road. <laughs> 
And then like another 25% come up to Baby Shark. Baby Shark, Gerard Depar, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fucking weird. Like the first time you heard it, you were like, oh, that's kind of silly. But now multiple baseball players walk to the plate oh to Baby Shark. And it's dumb. It's, it's Yeah, it's a sign of the apocalypse. It's it's like, I feel like there's no way I couldn't like really mull over it, but it seems like no baseball player. They're just like, whatever. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> like, what you, I don't even know what the process is. What are they just like, write it on a piece of paper and like hand it to their coach? Well, Austin, Austin Riley uh, comes up to it's getting hot in her by Nelly, <laughs> which is a like 30 year old song. <laughs> I don't know if he was born when that song came out. I don't know if he likes that song. It just seems like he just like picked something off a jock jam. Yeah, was like go with it. Who cares? Whatever. I I think I and most of us would like the best thing about making it to the major leagues (laughs) would be able to say, "Here's my five songs, and I'm gonna change them every week." Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Right. It would be, but. then if you're you know, Nip Marcakis, then you, you have one song, right. and it was a passing thought. Right. Probably and you never don't think about it for the music. rest of your career. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be that. Yep. That's probably why he's a Major League Baseball player, and we are not. We have a podcast. <laughs> um, Matt, this was so much fun. Hell Thank yeah. You. Dude, I had a blast. Thank it was you fun. So you guys are great. Um, you're, you're welcome back anytime if you if Thank you. you. Please more. do. Maybe we do an all Indiana episode. I love it. I could do It'd it. just be you talking. I could totally us. do it. I'd be like, all don't Indiana. stop or we'll die. <laughs> For the hundredth time. I'm going to find if they're from Indiana. <laughs> um, do you have anything you want to promote? Or uh, yeah, about? yeah. Let me put a plug in. Um, I, I mentioned that I play cello. I play in a few bands. Uh, check out Oryx and Crake um, at all the various uh, music websites, uh, Spotify, Bandcamp, uh, O-R-Y-X, and C-R-A-K-E, uh, like the Margaret Atwood novel. Um, also, Book Club. It's bookclubtheband.com. Uh, we have a show coming up on August 19th. We're opening for Mutual Benefit, a super cool band, oh, and that's yeah. going to be at uh, Aisle 5 in Little Five Points. So, um, yeah, book club is everywhere as well. So, uh, lots of great strings on both those bands. So I love book club. Uh, Robbie has also messaged me that he wants to do an episode. Oh, you should do it with Robbie. He's great. He will, Robbie played saxophone in a ska band. So you will go way (laughs) deep into the ska world. world. (laughs) Um, yeah. And, and he will, I mean, he will probably break the record for, uh, oldest guest too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, unless you like have one of your like parents or something on here. We have. I well, I've thought about like who could I get that's old. Like it would be nice to get somebody like in their fifties or you know late forties um, on. I've talked to uh, Steve. Uh, I don't know his last name, but he plays pedal steel in uh, Evan Step and the Piners. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, super cool dude. And Jeremy again, Jeremy Ray. Yep. Uh, was talking to him and he was like, Steve, you should do the show. So we should get my brother-in-law. He listens to SoundCloud rap and is 21. (laughs) (laughs) For something completely different. (laughs) No, get Robbie on here. Robbie will be awesome. Uh, That'll be a great episode for sure. He's, his taste is so broad, so eclectic and he's a great music a consumer as well. He's got a great record collection. Well, you've set the bar pretty high. Thanks dude. (laughs) Book club member. So, uh, this is, 
you're throwing down the challenge, the, uh, the gauntlet. You throw down Gets the gauntlet? What is the wording? <laughs> you bury the hatchet. <laughs> bury the hatchet. <laughs> you dunk on someone, <laughs> I think is the new phrase. Matt's dunking on everybody all the time. That's what the kids say. <laughs> oh, boy. Muhammad. Uh, the live episode uh, of Let's Make a Podcast recorded live from uh, Southern Fried Gaming Expo with special guests Rudy Turner and Mitchell Actually Hardage is out now. So go find Let's Make a Podcast with Muhammad T. Joe and friends wherever you get podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. And uh, check that out, episode out and subscribe because those episodes are coming out whenever now. We're not on a schedule. so Cool. Also, uh, if everybody who's listening to this would write us a review and rate us on uh, whatever podcast app you're listening to us on, it would go a huge way uh, in growing our numbers. So please do that. Yes. And go watch Book Club play please next uh, or this Friday. Saturday. Take a road trip to Indiana. <laughs> Don't <And> do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's probably far to drive. It's a beautiful place. Okay. <laughs> you're like a Leslie Nope. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I, I love that show because it's all about Indiana. Um, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm always uh, wondering how many people make it all the way to this part of the podcast. So if you're still listening, thank you. Hey, more than you think. I see those numbers. Yeah. High five, everybody. Hey. There, there is a drop. Like, their people do drop off, but well, of more course. than you think. Listen to the whole thing. So. They fall asleep and then the yeah. podcast ends. <laughs> Well, if they <laughs> fell asleep, they would actually be a completed episode. Yeah. A lot yeah, of people, exactly. you could see like so, how many percentage of people turn it off before, <laughs> like just turn it off. Right. Oh yeah. Good night, everybody. I love Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are the best. Thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah. Leave, leave a review, please. Tell some friends about us uh, who might not uh, know about our silly, humble, uh, weird little podcast that we have here. Um, the theme song is performed by Marcus. You can find Marcus on Instagram at we underscore r underscore Marcus. Um, until next time, uh, for Muhammad Joma and for Matt Gerard, this is Jay Howell uh, saying it's my high school iPod. It's your high school iPod too. So the best thing you can do is get yourself a playlist going. Throw that some bitch on shuffle and, and get change out there and, and change the world. world. I'll get it one day. <laughs> How many people were in wings? Look at the cover. <laughs> <laughs>